Okay, we're testing. Ooh, okay, testing. Testing, testing. Do we sound good? Spider-Man. Ooh, here we go. (laughs) I'm Joshua. And I'm Brittany. And we're two librarians who talk about sci-fi and fantasy and a little bit of everything else. Okay, are we ready to get going? It's going. I'm kind of sweaty. It's hot. It's like 75 today. It's hot. It's hot. (laughs) W, no, wow, I can't spell. H-A-W-T. Hot. I mean, living on the coast, it's like you get the heat in the summertime, but you also get the wet. Yeah, it's a humid, hot. Which is the, you know, that's like like the dagger in the back. Yeah. It's like I sweat and I don't dry out. (laughs) And it's really fun. (sighs) Welcome, welcome, everybody. I'm glad you guys came. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Today, yo, we got a movie. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. I tell you what. Today we're talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's my favorite one. Easily. It's Easily. my favorite Spider-Man. You know, I was reflecting on this movie. It's a fairly recent watch for me. I watched <laughs> it when we were home in the pandemic. Yeah. And I saw it on Netflix and I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah. Back when it came out in 2018. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch it. And I was like, doing other things at the time. I'll just have it on. Yeah. And I was engrossed. It's was amazing. Like, this is the best thing I've ever watched. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like superhero films. It's my favorite one. Absolutely. I love Miles Morales. Oh I think gosh. he might be my favorite Spider-Man, aside from Peter B. Parker, yes. <laughs> who we will talk about. How did they get two great Spider-Mans in one movie? Yes, I agree. He is my favorite Spider-Man. They both are. I love his so style. Ways. I love that we have some melanin happening in this Spider-Man because typically Spider-Man is white. I'm like, yes, I love that we have a, I believe he's Hispanic or? Um, he is Afro-Latino. Okay. His mother is Hispanic and his father is black American. Got it. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Should I do a quick summary before Please we go on to story Please beats? do. Okay. Super quick summary time. Okay, so we're in this world. There already is a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. There is Peter Parker. There He's Peter swinging Parker. around, okay? But in this world, Miles Morales, he also gets bit by a radioactive spider that's mm-hmm. glitching in from a different yeah. multiverse. It's a different kind of spider. Different it's kind of spider. Interdimensional. That's basically what this movie is about. All these different spider people get zapped into Miles's world, and yeah. Miles is now also a new Spider-Man. Uh-huh. So, again, we have this fun multiverse happening, and it's really fun and fascinating. And I don't know if we said, it's animated. It's completely animated. Completely animated and beautiful. I geeked out so hard when I saw this movie for the first time. Because this animation is groundbreaking. Yeah. Nobody else was doing this. No. And it kind of, like, set a higher bar that, like, Disney and all the other big animation companies had to compete with. The process I will not tell you about because you can find out for yourself. I will include some websites, some great documentaries that you can watch and how the team of creators made this film. They were so bright in including all these wonderful influences. They went back to, like, comic book roots. Which people loved. They loved it. It was fantastic. It was so good because literally you get these really cool panels happening on the screen. That's the best thing. And, like, you'd have the speech bubbles Uh happening. It was so cool looking. So it's it was like watching a comic book in motion. Uh And I was like, I love this. (laughs) It's the best. The color scheme is like they you can tell that they got inspiration from street art. 
Yeah. Um, Miles Morales is a street artist. Yeah. He makes his own stickers that he likes to put around everywhere. Much to his father's dismay. His <laughs> father a, is a police officer. A cop, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I see that color palette. Yeah. The bright, vibrant colors all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's just fantastic. Beautiful. This movie's eye candy. Oh, Absolute gosh. eye candy. Yeah. So if you ever have a chance and watch this movie in HD, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's fantastic. Hashtag worth it. So so worth it i say it breathy you love art it makes sense i'm like it makes sense that josh would love this movie okay should we start going through some story beats let's do it let's do it oh my god this is such a fun movie okay so we start out with miles being a teen miles can we talk about miles just for a second sure i love that he is such a nuanced teen what i mean by that is like they don't stereotype him no. As, you know, a, you know, a sassy teen. He is sweet to his mom. He yeah. loves his dad. He has great relationship with his parents. Like, he's really smart. He's really humble. Yeah. But he's not without his problems. No. You know, he has a rift with his father, basically, I think, because of the expectations. Oh, yeah. Because when we first meet Miles, he's off to... It's like a boarding school, but yeah. it's like within the city. Yeah. It's, it's like he of, stays overnight there. It has mm, a very college feel. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's some kind of academy. Um, it's called The Visions. Visions Brooklyn. And it's kind of like a bougie, as you said in your notes, a bougie, uh, it's a like bougie a, school. It's a bougie school. And he, in uniform. They he sleep even in dorms. says to his dad, like, I wouldn't have gotten in here if it wasn't for the lottery. And his dad's like, no, you got in here because you're smart. Yes. He does get a scholarship yeah. that allows him to attend the school yeah. because he's really smart. He is really smart. Yes. That's kind of like his, that's his greatest strength, but also something that he stumbles with. Yeah. Because it does make him unique. Yeah. He feels very overwhelmed. Yes. It makes it very clear at the beginning. Like all these classes are just like blinking by really fast. And his stack of books is just getting higher and higher in his arms. Mm-hmm. And at one point, a teacher calls him out and is like, you got 0% on this test. And I know that means you failed this on purpose because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be there. He wants to go back to his old public school where he has like a ton of friends and he just felt comfortable and fit in. Uh, absolutely. And I like how they took that approach of him, him not acting out, like no. being disruptive, which I think... In, in less capable hands, they would portray Miles like that. Yeah. Being a troubled teen or whatever. Yeah. But you can no, t- he's a really good kid. He's such a nice kid. He's really good. And he's just figuring out life as a teen and especially being oh, thrust yeah. into this new private school that he does not feel at home at. Yeah. I think we all can relate to something like that. Yeah. Not <laughs> fitting in. And oh, that's how he feels gosh. right now. You know, his dad really wants him to attend this school and just flourish. And yeah. so he doesn't always feel like he can communicate with his dad. No. Because his dad has all these expectations. Yeah, his dad, the police officer. Yeah. Like at one point, it was so funny. So he's walking to school, right? And he's like putting his stickers up. <laughs> and he trips into the street. <laughs> and he falls in front of his dad's cop car. Uh-huh. And so his dad has him get into the back seat of the cop car. It is so funny. Oh, and he's gosh. like, you know you're going to clean up those stickers later. He's like, dad. <laughs> so funny. And then when he drops him off for school. He's like, I love you, Miles. And Miles, like, you know, kind of gives him a head nod and walks in. And then he goes over the cop speakerphone. He's like, say I love you back. (laughs) I was was like, that's such a dad move. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 
I, I fell in love with his dad after that. I'm like, that just mortified his son, but it was so sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> He's like, it. you have to say it back. Like, you can tell he loves Miles. He death. loves Miles. He's just putting a lot of pressure on yes. Miles, like, kind of unknowingly. He's like, I'm just being a dad, you know, looking out for the best of my kid. He's not really listening to Miles. And Miles yeah. is like, you know, I don't feel like I fit here. He's feeling as is that Miles is going through some growing pains. Yeah. And that he'll get used to it once he stays longer in this place. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He's not really listening because he has... He has his eyes on the future. Yeah. He doesn't really see Miles in the present. Yeah. Which, which kind of leads us into Uncle Aaron. Oh, Uncle Aaron. Uncle Aaron. Oh, my goodness. When well, does he go to Uncle Aaron? Pretty early on. Yeah. Right before he gets bit. I mean, it's the reason he gets bit. And I think part of why Miles' dad is so hard on Miles is that he views Uncle Aaron as, like, kind of a failure. Yes. Yes. I mean... Uncle Aaron is very nuanced. I don't know if we want to spoil it now or... <laughs> well, when we first meet Aaron, he's... Uh, we get the sense that he's kind of unemployed. Yeah. Um, I don't he, know if he's unemployed. To me, he almost seemed like a DJ. A DJ. Okay. Like Maybe in the music what, industry. But he has a really nice place in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, that... I, I don't know. When I first saw this movie, I, I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but there were some clues later on. But yeah. Never mind. We'll, we won't we won't talk about it yet. Miles goes to Aaron's house because he needs a place to decompress. He does. And, and Uncle Aaron's the one who will sit and listen yeah. to him and yeah. also just laugh with him and not judge him. At no. least not too much. <laughs> um, he, he gets Miles to show him his sketchbook. Mm-hmm. You can tell they have history together. Yeah. They, they have a good, really tight relationship. Yes. Yeah. And it seems like Miles' dad doesn't talk to Aaron. It no. seems like there is a, a block there. Yeah. But, you know, Miles obviously goes between the two. <laughs> yeah. Could it be that maybe Uncle Aaron has a uh, less than good relationship with the law? Is that, could that be it? It seemed kind of implied, kind of. So we're not given a whole lot of history of why Aaron and Miles' dad Mm -hmm. don't talk. Yeah. We just know Miles' dad judges Aaron for whatever his life choices were. Yeah. I think he even says at one point, you don't want to end up like your Uncle Aaron. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, we can only read into. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no specific reason. But in order to um, help Miles... And uh, just give him a break and just let him be creative. He leads him down into the bowels of the city. Yeah. Into an old maintenance place. Yeah. In the subway. Yeah. Uh, and, and he and Uncle Aaron do this beautiful spray painting. Oh, it's great. Because Miles is supposed to write an essay about his future. Yes. Like what he wants his future yes. to be. Yes. That's, that's given by the math teacher. Yeah. She's the one who called him out. She's like, you know what you're doing, but you don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so I want you to put aside the math and I want you to write about what you want. Like yeah. who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So he does this beautiful artwork where it's like, I think it's pink. Yeah. It says expectations. Yeah. And there's like a silhouette in the middle. It's so, oh, I love the artwork. It's really cool. And it was just such a bonding moment between them. And it was just yeah. very sweet. But yes. this is also the part where Miles is bit by the spider. Yeah. Throughout the scene, there's this, there's these great cut panels and stuff. As Miles is working, there's this spider like crawling all over him. And its legs glow. With glowy legs. That's cool. Oh, I loved it. It was so cool. And you can tell there's something off it because it keeps glitching. Yeah. Suddenly it's here and then it's not. Uh-huh. It's like, ooh, like that's interesting. Uh-huh. Ooh, it's a different spider. It's a different spider. <laughs> and it was so funny. The spider bites his hand mm-hmm. and you have all these really cool comic scenes of like the venom pumping into mm-hmm. his veins. It just seems very serious. And Miles is just kind of looking at it and he smacks it. <laughs> 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 like it's very uh, underwhelming. <laughs> And it's very funny. He just doesn't even think about it. No. And he just leaves, you know? He doesn't even <laughs> think about it. He's like, gross. 
Miles is so funny in that. He's so understated. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so the great. humor in this movie is fantastic. Uh-huh. We see him overnight. He's like sweating. Yeah. Sort of like things are it's happening. The change. the change. And this is when we start seeing the speech panels. Uh-huh. Like when his he, internal thoughts. His internal thoughts. <laughs> it goes almost comic book mode the next day. He's like, why don't my pants fit? Because <laughs> he's too tall. He's too tall. He'd grow like a foot in one night. Yeah, <laughs> poor kid. Crazy. Ow, that would hurt so bad. I used to have growing pains. Oh, and me they, too. Oh, yeah. God, it was the worst. Horrible. I can't imagine a foot in a night. It's like, how did you sleep? <laughs> he didn't. He just sweat the whole night. He sweated all night. You know, he's going through the school. He's like, why are my thoughts so loud? Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is where we meet Gwen. Yeah. Gwen has the best hair. She does. Uh, and it gets even better. It gets even better. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, girl, you got style. <laughs> she does. She's amazing. And so he kind of had a crush on Gwen. Yeah. And Uncle Aaron gave him advice, <laughs> bad advice. He's hey. like, you do the shoulder touch to a girl, and you say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles is bad at it. I think I put in my notes, like, just listen to her talk. Don't touch her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because she's, like, trying to talk to him. Yeah. But he has, like, this spider puberty happening. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at listening to adults, sometimes to his detriment, because when he gets bad advice, he's like, oh, I got to do this. Do the shoulder touch. <laughs> he's like, wow, it feels like moving in slow motion. And he kind of is, like, in real life. He's, like, having a really hard time, like, navigating his new body. <laughs> so he's very slowly putting his hand on her shoulder. She's like, um. He's like, hey. <laughs> She's like, so I think I'm going to go. <laughs> but she can't go. She can't go. Because his spider fingers are stuck into her, her vest. Yeah. She's like, can you let go, please? He's like, um, like he's panicking, as mm-hmm. anybody would. Poor guy. So now they're doing this horrible dance uh-huh. of like him trying to let go of her shoulder. His other hand gets caught in, in her, her hair. hair. <laughs> it is horrible. It's the most horrifying thing. It's so cringy. It's so cringy. So cringy. And then all of a sudden, you just see it closed off his door and you see you hear buzzing. Uh-huh. They had to buzz her hair where his hand was. And so when we next see her, there's a big handprint right <laughs> on the side of her head. Oh, <laughs> it's like bad. She's so unhappy. Yeah. But she'll get over it. She'll get over it. <laughs> Poor Gwen. Or as Miles knows her currently, Gwanda. Gwanda, that's right. <laughs> he, when he asked her name, she's like, my name is Gwanda. <laughs> so currently she's known as Gwanda. Gwanda. <laughs> yeah, she's like the new student like him. Yeah. Did we want to talk about her now or later when she pops up again? I guess we could kind of talk about her now, at least a little bit. Okay. Turns out she is Spider-Gwen yes. from a different multiverse. Uh, AKA Ghost Spider. Is that also? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, if you're looking for comic books on Spider-Gwen, look for Ghost Spider. Okay. Good you'll, to know. You'll find her. It turns out she has, has like ballerina background. Yes. She has ballerina shoes on, which is yes. really cool. She's very acrobatic. Yeah. When she moves, she's beautiful. She's oh, very she's graceful. Amazing. Yes. And in her universe, her best friend was Peter Parker, mm-hmm. who ended up dying. Yes. It should be noted that the spider folks <laughs> yeah. have tragedy in their lives. That's kind of like the unifying factor of these spider people. They all have somebody who was really important to them and yes. died. And we'll reference that when they pop up. Yes. <laughs> yes. But currently, Miles does not know this is Spider-Gwen. No. Currently, no. she has Gwanda, who he just had to shave her hair off because his hand wouldn't stop sticking to her right. hair. <laughs> yes. At this point, yeah, there's only one, for Miles, there's only one Spider-Man. 
Yeah, and that's Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Well, <sighs> Miles thinks something's weird, <laughs> obviously. He ends up back inside his own bedroom, yeah. in, which is in this building, uh-huh. falls into his basically dorm room, and his hands stick to the Spider-Man comics he has. And he realizes he's reliving a Spider-Man scene that was in the comics. Yes. This is what leads him to go back down into the subway. He's like, this is where I got bit by a spider. Yes, he recalled that spider bite. And yeah, when he goes down there, he's not alone. No. Because suddenly, once he finds that spider, the wall literally busts open. Yes. And there is the Spider-Man. Yeah. fighting the Green Goblin. I had to ask Brett. I was like, what's up with this Green Goblin? Yeah, he and looks... he said that in some universes, Green Goblin kept experimenting on himself. Oh, so that's how he got monstrously large. Yeah, because in this, it's not like, you know, the humanoid Green Goblin flying around on the little flat jet thing. <laughs> this is like a big, thick, almost dragon-like yes. goblin that has wings and is flying around. Yes. I was like, Brett, who is this villain? He's like, that's Green Goblin. I was like, that's not Green Goblin. He was like, in some, it is. Mm-hmm. He just kept experimenting on himself. I was like, oh, okay. And they're fighting around this machine. And we don't really have any context for what this machine is at the moment. Mm-mm. But eventually, Peter Parker gets thrown into this beam that, that is connected by this machine. It's like shooting this jet of unknown substance. Yes. Miles fell. And then this beam that Miles fell on, like, launches him into the air. And he starts falling. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker, his spidey senses go ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he saves Miles. Puts Miles on this little platform, and he realizes, he's like, you're like me. Because they get the spidey feedback. Yeah, they get these little, like, almost arrows around their head whenever they sense each other, which is a really cool visual. <laughs> and he's like, okay, so we're going to finish, like, I'm going to finish this fight. He's like, and I can teach you, like, how to Spider-Man. But Spider-Man doesn't win this fight. No. Peter Parker doesn't win. What happens is, after Green Goblin is defeated, Peter Parker is thrown against the wall. Yeah. Where... Kingpin makes his appearance. Yeah, because Peter Parker, he's like under a bunch of rubble and he looks really rough. Yeah. And it's the part alive. I felt so bad about, he's like, man, I'm so tired. I was like, oh, Peter. It's hard being a superhero. Because this is like a mid 20s. Yeah. Peter. He's I think. 26 years old when. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like beautiful blonde hair, beautiful blue eyes, kind of like in the prime of his life. Yeah. And he's like, man, I'm so tired. Well, when did Peter Parker turn into Spider-Man? I think he was still a teenager. Yeah. Like, I want to say 16, maybe even 18. Yeah, he was in high school. He was. So he's been doing this for over a decade. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Kingpin comes up to Peter Parker. And this is kind of when we get our first hint of what Kingpin wants. Yeah. And Peter is like, I saw what was in the stream. You can't bring them back. Mm-hmm. That makes Kingpin really mad, and he does his double fist smash right oh, onto Peter, and it kills Peter. It does. Kills Spider-Man. But yeah. before he dies, he hands Miles the goober. The goober, yes. <laughs> Which is like a USB stick. It's a USB stick, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it has some connection to the machine. I think he told him it's to stop it. To like do, to disable it. To disable it. Yeah. So it's a very important piece yeah so miles has the goober (laughs) we'll tell you why we call it that later these villains realize that this kid i don't think they see his face they just kind of see this figure rush off Uh and the prowler comes after him it's this villain who's like these purples and has a cape and has like this really cool crown looking thing attached to the back of his Uh cape he's He's got like shock gloves sharp 
sharp shot mm-hmm. like claws. claws so he goes after miles and miles barely escapes yeah and then there's that super sad but sweet scene of miles he ran home to his parents yeah. he went in through the window and his dad comes running and he's like please because <laughs> he's like who's breaking into my house and he sees miles and miles just runs up to him gives him a big hug which yeah. you know it's like miles is like traumatized he's, right now he's, yeah he's gone through so much Day one of spider puberty. (laughs) This is what happens. (laughs) Like, if you have any doubt that how much it would kind of suck to be a superhero, just 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 watch watch Miles' first day as a superhero. It was rough. It's so hard, poor kid. And his dad thinks he's freaked out because this machine caused, like, a pretty big quake. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, like, did the earthquake freak you out? And, like, it was a really sweet scene of, like, they really do love each other. And that's where he ran for comfort was his dad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, ow. Because his dad's a, the big protector. His He's, dad is a big policeman who does push Miles, but man, that's his daddy. Yes. They still <laughs> love each other very much. Super love it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Okay. So, where are we at? Where are we? Um, <laughs> oh, it's, I believe, the, it's the next day where he's figuring out his powers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My favorite comedic moment in this was when he he's going to test his, his jump capability, I think. Yeah, because he, he, he read it in the comic. Yeah. So he goes to the tallest building uh-huh. and he, he's about to jump off and he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> he goes back down and he goes to a little slightly taller building. It's not too tall. It's like two stories, I think. Yeah. A slightly shorter building. You <laughs> yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, cause he's looking at this really tall building and he sees a way shorter building. He's like, that's the one we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the smartest move. I was but like, also, so gosh, that's all of us. Yes, I'd be right there with you. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the tallest building. <laughs> because you know what I think I'd be doing first is not jumping from the tallest building, but just seeing how far I can jump on the ground. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean Let's I, see how how much distance we can get. Right. You don't have to be up to see how far you can go. I might try out some playground equipment just yeah. to, just after I know, okay, it doesn't hurt when I fall. Yeah. <laughs> but I would not go to a building right no. away. <laughs> <laughs> this is not step one. No. Oh, God. So <laughs> he ends up failing. Uh-huh. He smashes the goober yeah. in his pocket. He goes to Peter Parker's grave because we've had Peter Parker's funeral. Yes. MJ was there giving the eulogy. Mm-hmm. MJ is Mary Jane, who mm-hmm. uh, in this universe is Peter Parker's wife. Wife. Mm-hmm. Was she a wife in it? Yes, you're right. I think she was. She was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a sad funeral. Yeah. It was good, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, this movie got me in the feels. I texted Brittany that it made me cry. <laughs> uh, it made me cry more than once, but it, we it will get you in the gut. <laughs> so it will totally get you in the gut. It's so good. <laughs> He's at the gravestone. He's telling Peter, he's like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I think he even calls her Mr. Parker. Yeah. He's like, I'm really sorry, Mr. Parker. I'm not the right guy for this. I broke the goober. I don't know what to do. And somebody comes up behind him. Really scary. Like, it makes me think it's the Prowler yes, at first. Yes, I think we all think it's the that's Prowler. The, uh, that's the intention, yeah. And it's not. It's some other random dude who we don't know yet. Yeah. And we learn Miles has another power. He's so freaked out, he turns around and he electrocutes yes, him. They call it the Venom Strike. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Okay. <laughs> it's really cool. It's like, it's almost like Godzilla blue. Yeah. You know how Godzilla like charges up? That's kind of what it reminds me of because it's this beautiful blue teal like lightning that mm-hmm. shoots through him. It has the effect of like a taser. <laughs> oh, it, it knocks him you, out. It knocks you out. Yes. It totally knocks him out. And he has to escape with the body. Oh my gosh. That's so, so funny. Because he's looking at this guy and he's like, 
This is Peter Parker. Uh, it looks look like a lot like his Peter Parker. Yeah, except this dude has There's brown hair. Brown hair. His nose is kind of crooked because he's, you know. He seems a little older. He seems a lot older, yeah. He's and a little thicker. He's a little thicker. <laughs> he's lived a life. Yeah, so we suddenly <laughs> go into this backstory of Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Yes, it's so okay, good. you guys, <laughs> I love Peter B. Parker. We are all Peter B. Parker on the inside. Oh, my gosh. I love how they call him Peter B. Uh-huh. <laughs> B class. <laughs> he's pretty much had a similar life to Peter Parker. Yeah. Except he's lived longer. The superhero life started weighing on him. A lot. So much so that it kind of tore his life apart. Yeah. He, he stopped getting emotionally involved with people in his life. Yeah. Um, separated from MJ. Yeah, he divorced. Oh, he, he did divorce. He divorced okay, her. He divorced. Okay. Yeah. I remember him sitting and signing the paperwork. Because at yeah. first he's talking about his life and how great it was. And then all of a sudden yeah. we get into like this darker season of yeah. his life. When he's older, he's like, divorced MJ. She wanted kids. I didn't. Because he was scared. He he's was totally scared f- as Spider-Man. This is one of the things I like about Spider-Man is that he is afraid of forming relationships with people because he As knows you would be. that they can get hurt. Yeah. I can understand he didn't want his kids to have targets on their back. Yeah. You know? I totally I mean, get it. But, I totally get it. But, I mean, MJ has to live her life, yeah. too, so I get why she was like... Oh, yeah. Kids is like a... kind of a deal. It's a defining factor of, like, will this work? Yeah. So he lives this... <sighs> Sad life. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, it's really funny because the way he's describing it sounds like he's doing okay, but you see like what's happening. There's this one scene of him being like, you know, pulled my pants up, made it happen. And he's sitting in his spider suit in the shower crying and there's pizza on the side of the tub. And he says, so so I like worked out. And then he's like, he's laying on his bed and he's eating an entire box of pizza. (laughs) He's very food driven. He's like pops out. (laughs) He's very much gaining a ton of weight. Peter, you're the best. (laughs) I was like, I totally get it. (laughs) And then he's like, and then one day this really strange thing happened. And like a vortex opens up in the top of his bedroom and he gets sucked up into the vortex (laughs) and he's reaching for his pizza. (laughs) So this is our first clue about what is going on when Peter Parker went into that beam. Mm -hmm. That's what kind of pulled Peter B. Parker in. Yeah. There's something about putting Peter's face into the stream all of a sudden sucked in these other spider people. Yes. Peter B. Parker is one of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's the first one we meet. Aside from Gwen. Aside from... Which no, we, we, don't we don't know, know about. Yet. Yeah. We don't know yet. Theoretically, we don't know yet. <laughs> so this is about? who tapped Miles on the shoulder. Peter uh-huh. B. Parker. <laughs> Miles knocked him out. Uh-huh. Realized he looks exactly like Peter Parker, except older and, you know, just a slightly different. Just slight changes, yeah. And now Miles is stuck to Peter Parker because Peter B. Parker, like, shot his web at him, right? Yeah. And so now he's attached to this unconscious body and the police are showing up. They're like, hey! Because they're trying to, you Put know... the body down! Yeah, they're like trying to, one, protect this gravesite. I think it's his dad, too. So he's like is doubly it? freaked out. Is it? Yes. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> it's so great. It's so funny. So again, another amazing chase sequence uh, of Miles just trying to bring the body somewhere <laughs> yeah he's like just trying to escape it and it's like he's swinging from the subway bus and oh, so peter's face gets smashed to the headstone and like peter b parker keeps kind of waking back up and then uh-huh. he keeps getting knocked out uh-huh. again it's like horrible so miles does manage to escape yes he ties up peter b parker <laughs> he ties him up to a punching bag uh-huh. <laughs> 
And he's asking him questions. He's like, why do you look like Peter B. Parker? What are you doing here? You know, we figure out the whole backstory of yep. Peter B. Parker yep. and all that fun stuff. Peter B. Parker escapes. He's yeah. like, always watch the hands, not the face. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing about Peter B. Parker is he's uh, he's had a rough time, but he's still an exceptional Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, he's still, still Spider-Man. Really he has good. lived the life. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny. You can tell he's just so over it. Yeah. He's over it. Because Miles is like, I'm supposed to go shut this thing down. He's like, oh, cool. You have the goober. He's like, well, I think it's, you know, I think it's like this. He's like, no, no, no. It's always a CD or a floppy drive or a USB stick. He's like, I just now call them goobers. There's one with every villain. <laughs> and he realizes that Miles accidentally smashed the goober. And he's yes. like, cool. So now we have to go back and, you know. So the reason why they have to go back is Peter B. Parker isn't really interested in stopping the villains. No, he doesn't care. He knows that this is a way back. Now, why is he so interested in getting a way back? Do you remember? Oh, because he and the other spider people, they're glitching and it's actually killing them. Yes. As the conversation is going on, Peter's like kind of like... Yeah, he he glitches out. and turns into a bunch of colors and stuff. And You can tell it's painful. Yeah, because he's in the wrong universe. Mm -hmm. The multiverse isn't built that way. Yeah, he's like, I don't think my atoms like this universe. (laughs) No, no. So he has to find a way back. It's so funny because Miles convinces him to take him along because he like crouches down. He gets really sad. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't, don't make me, don't try to make me feel bad. So it's really funny. <laughs> he, he actually asked him, are you trying to make me feel bad? And I was like, yes. Is it working? And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, you can come. It's really funny. So great. So they go to the scientist They go lab. to this place called, they, I wrote it down, Alchemax. Alchemax. Alchemax, the facility <laughs> over in upstate New York. So okay. they have to take a bus. Yeah, it's funny. He's like, how come we didn't just swing there? He's like, because you want to save your energy. He's like, save your energy for the fight. Again, he's an exceptional Spider-Man. He's lived the superhero It's life. really funny. <laughs> he, you know, good. he's giving Miles tips, but man, he's old and gruff and so over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's so over it. It's so funny. I love Peter B. Parker. I love Peter B. Parker. He's like kind of being a dad, but he didn't want to be a dad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's the reluctant father. He is a super reluctant father right now. He's like, ugh. So they get outside this place and he tells Miles, oh, you're going to stay out here and keep watch. And Miles is like, ugh, so stupid. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it, it is very dangerous. It's Miles really dangerous. has no control over his powers. Yeah. And Peter B. Parker doesn't really want to hang with Miles anyway. No. He's like, you're going to get in my way. Yeah. Like, you're going to get in my way. He has this idea that he can do this better by himself. Yeah. He's like, I'll just yeah. get it done you're here because you made me feel bad. (laughs) So he gets in there. Miles sees Kingpin arrive. Yeah. And so Miles sneaks in there too. And they're both in the duct. (laughs) And he he bumps up against Peter's butt. (laughs) And Peter's like, I told you to stay outside. He's like, Kingpin is here. And I just couldn't let Spider-Man die again. And it was such a sweet moment Mm because Peter B. Parker's like, wow, not a whole lot of people do that for me. Yeah, he's taken aback. Yeah, he's like, not everybody's like, on my team no so that's really nice which is really sweet yeah (laughs) and then we have this scene where they go into dr octavia's office oh dr octavia dr octavia what an interesting character do you want to talk about her sure like we actually see her at the beginning she is a scientist that miles was watching on tv at his school she's like teaching about stuff including multiverse theory yeah 
And you get a sense that she's a really talented scientist. Oh, yeah. Like, she's really smart. Yeah. She wears these goggles, (laughs) and she has this big, frizzy brown hair. hair. She (laughs) she is, like, quintessential lady scientist. Uh She's a lady in STEM, and Uh I love it. They have to go to her office, because that is where the information on this machine is. Yes. So Peter's in there, and he's he's starting to do the computer thing, because he saw what her password was. And Miles falls him in. He's like, what are you doing? Miles gets stuck to the light. <laughs> He's like, okay, I need you to like unstick yourself. So he starts singing Sunflower. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just I, needs to relax. He needs to relax <laughs> and he falls and it's really funny. <laughs> but you're right. They run out of time. This is also where we learn that Miles can turn invisible. Yes. <laughs> when, he get, when he panics, he can turn invisible. When he invisible. panics, he can turn invisible, <laughs> which is great. It's useful. He just can't do it on command. No. Like most of his powers, he has no, he has no control, has no control, control them over them. Really, this is spider puberty. He's like figuring out. So Peter is like, I'm going to distract her and I need you to get the stuff yeah. on the computer. And Peter has done this a million times. He has memorized the password. Which is a really long, hard password. It is really it's not difficult. like it's not like spicy cupcakes or whatever you do for your password. It's like a hard one. Uh-huh. So he's trying to tell Miles like on the sly like what the password <laughs> is, and this is all while Doctor Octavia is like totally geeking out about him. Yes, because she figures out that he's from a different multiverse. Yeah, she doesn't know Miles is in there, but Peter has basically been like, "Hey," like he's like, "Guess what?" She's yeah, like, "Oh my god, Peter Parker!" Yes, <laughs> and yes. she has slapped him into a chair Uh she's like taking cotton swaps of his mouth he's like wow this is like really (laughs) really like up in my face yes (laughs) and she sees that his cells are disintegrating but we we figure out that her intentions aren't always so pure because she's like oh your cells are disintegrating you're not going anywhere because i want to watch this happen yeah (laughs) she's like i don't care she's like it's gonna be such a painful death if you stay here and i can't wait to watch it happen. oh my gosh and we're like oh my god she's insane she's a crazy scientist <laughs> she's a crazy one <sighs> so back in the corner miles realizes he can't find the file her computer's full of files he's like um so he takes the computer and the monitor and he sneaks out with them <laughs> and peter parker manages to escape so now they're on the run yes. from the scientist who is Dr. Octopus. <laughs> the funny thing, funny line about that. It was either Miles or Peter who said, like, do your friends call you Doc Ock? And she's like, no, my friends call me Livia. My enemies call me Doc Ock. And yeah. Her appendages her, come her, out. Her oh. tentacles come out, and she looks great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She looks amazing. I love Dr. Octopus as a villain. Yeah. Such an interesting character. Very scary because he's got those appendages. So I was so happy to see See, her make that appearance. Not to like super sidetrack. Did you see the most recent Spider-Man? The live action one? Yeah. No Way Home. Yes. And how they also did a multiverse thing. Yes. I thought it was so interesting in there because it reminded me that Peter and Doc Ock were friends. Yeah. It was so bittersweet. Yes. It was so bittersweet. Yes. They were friends. They were friends. <gasps> Unfortunately, an experiment went wrong yeah. and he got corrupted <laughs> by yeah. his uh, science. Yeah. So in this world, we don't have that friendship between no. Miles and Doc Ock. No. But she is very much corrupted by her, oh, yeah. her science. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's crazy, but she's, man, I kind of love her. Oh my gosh. She was <gasps> so much fun. I loved her fight scenes. Yeah. I loved them. So interesting. They're just so wild mm-hmm. with those four limbs. Six limbs? I don't know. Eight? She should have eight. Okay, yeah. It should be four. Yeah, because she has arm, arm, foot, foot, tentacle, 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 tentacle. Yes, yes, four. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> 8 plus 8 is, I mean, 4 plus 4 is 8. <laughs> that was wild. We can do this. <laughs> we can do the math. So we yeah. have we have the chase scene between... Through the trees. This facility is surrounded by a forest. Uh-huh. This is where Miles is learning how to swing. thwip, swing, thwip, swing. swing. <laughs> it's a rhythm. Oh, he gets it so fast. He I does. Peter's such a good teacher. Peter's helping him. He's such a good teacher. <laughs> Once he applies himself, he's really good at it. He's actually helping him out. Yeah. The only reason they escape is because of Gwen. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is where Gwen shows this up. This hooded spider figure in this amazing outfit. Oh, yeah. it's white and black, and she's got beautiful pink eyes. And the hood. And the hood. And the turquoise ballet shoes. Turquoise ballet shoes. She's the only reason they escape. And she then, comes and helps them out. This is Ghost Spider. This mm-hmm. is Spider Gwen. Or as Miles says first, Gwanda. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, my, my name is Gwen. It's Gwen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny <laughs> she gets a new haircut she's got the nice shaved action there yeah she's got the undercut yes. looks good so cool looks good and so this is where cool. she describes like so long story short because all the spider people do this quick back scene of like how they got there mm-hmm. okay. she explains how she doesn't keep friends anymore because yeah. her best friend died peter parker yeah. That's and the tragedy how she that works on her, her own yeah yeah. Gwen joins the team. Gwen joins the team. A bit reluctantly, but a I little mean, bit. she's got to get back too because she's glitching as well. Yeah, she is glitching. And it was so cute. Like, they're all sitting on the bus. Peter is supposedly asleep in the back. <laughs> and Miles is like, well, you know, if your friend slot ever opens, you know, let me know. She's like, mm, you know, I'll think about it. And then it pans over Peter, who's just smiling. <laughs> It was so cute. It was very much a dad moment. Like, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> yeah, he has a crush on Gwen. <laughs> it's really cute. It's so good. So they decide to go to Aunt May. Aunt May. Because I mean, I think that's the connection between all the Spider People is Aunt May is an Aunt May. Yeah, and they also need because they have like the computer itself, but they didn't get download onto the USB. Yeah. So like, we need to make a copy of this information onto a different USB. Yeah. They're like, okay, where can we do this? And they're like. Let's go to Aunt May's. Aunt May, yep. So they knock on the door, and Aunt May is like, go away, because at first she doesn't realize who it is. And then she comes out, she's like, Peter. And she's like, Peter, you're so tired. That part almost got me. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. And he kind of just leans into her, because yes. she actually puts her hand like up by his face, uh-huh. you know, like in a very Aunt May way. And in his world, Aunt May has passed. Yeah. Um, so re- literally, um, he doesn't have that connection with her anymore yeah so i think that was that was a beautiful moment it was really sweet um, and then we all laugh because she's like and you're a little thicker too and he's like yeah i've heard that <laughs> quick sidebar i'm surprised we almost didn't get a moment with gwen and peter yeah because peter was her best friend that's right so i was really curious you know we we didn't really get any reaction from gwen seeing mm-hmm. peter and i i do kind of wonder if it's just because he is so much older she didn't relate to him as her friend i would i mean i guess that that's what the idea was but i totally disagree with that yeah because that loss of for her yeah was something that spurred her to become ghost spider yeah and the fact that she doesn't have connections with people anymore so yeah. i mean that's something that rocked her yeah and then to be able to see an adult peter i think that would have yeah i mean I'm, i agree with you I, th- I think that was a missed opportunity i think that so that would have been an incredible moment yeah for gwen's storyline yeah because i mean there are gwen stacy's in yeah. different universes yeah. yeah and it doesn't sound like peter b's universe had a gwen stacy or she i can't remember which one but in a comic book she is killed yeah. So it could be 
<laughs> in Peter B. Parker's world, that Gwen Stacy is dead. Which would have been really interesting. Yes, yes. Again, missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So that to me, I was like, that's kind of a plot hole. But we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, to fix that, I think they need to make a Gwen Stacy movie as Ghost yeah. Spider. I think the next one, this comes out in 2023, right? For reals? I think so. Is it going to be a Spider-Gwen? It's Miles and Spider-Gwen, yeah. Awesome. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm into that. But, okay, so they're at Aunt May's, and she's like, you're not the first people who thought of coming here. Mm. So they go down into this bougie basement. Amazing. It's like the Batcave, but it's not the Batcave. It's, yeah, it's, it's the Spider-Cave. It's the Spider-Cave. <laughs> and Peter B. Parker, it's so funny, because he's kind of like, wow, this is overkill. Because he, he's a secret hideout, too. But it's not like it's not Peter like Parker's hideout. No, this this Peter Parker is very much like privileged golden boy yes, yes, of this universe. Yes. Where it sounds like Peter B. Parker is kind of more of like middle class everyman. Yeah. Who really had to scrounge to make it happen. Yes, yes. I am really curious if this Peter Parker would have turned into something like Peter B. Parker had he lived mm. longer. I don't know. Difficult to say. Because it sounds like this Peter Parker had more money and more resources. Absolutely. But we go down into the basement. (laughs) (laughs) And who do we meet? (laughs) Well, the rest of the spider crew. Yes. The others that were brought over when Peter Parker. I made made the list. It's only three more people. but (laughs) So there is Spider-Ham, played by John Mulaney, who is kind of like a, he's like a Looney Tunes character. Yeah. Uh, except that he's got spider powers. His name is Peter Porker. Peter Porker. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's a pig. Yeah. He's a cartoon pig who wears a spider suit. Yeah. It's adorable. And I think he plays more into the newspaper aspect. Yeah, yeah. He is mu- very much a reporter. Yeah. Peter Parker uh, in the original comics was a photographer. Yeah. So Peter and Porker very much is An that. investigative journalist. Yeah. With a huge emphasis, emphasis on photography. Yes. Yes, and then we have Penny Parker. I didn't know about this. What an interesting spider story. person. So she definitely has roots in anime. Oh yeah, her character is amazing looking. Yeah, she's so cute. She's adorable. And she's got this big robot sidekick. Her spider power, interestingly, as she describes it, is telepathy with the uh, radioactive spider. Yeah, it's like her friend. Yeah. So when she was bit by the spider, they form this telepathic link. Yeah. And now they work together in this robot that's her father's robot. Yes, because her tragic backstory is her father died. Yeah, so it's Penny Parker. She has very much like a Sailor Moon vibe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fun. She wears like a a school outfit. She's got the the skirts and the the, uh, blouse. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's great. I love it. her robot is adorable too. It's got little hard eyes sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) it does get little hard eyes. It's fun. And then the last person is... Spider-Man Noir. Who's a black and white Spider-Man. He's like a uh, detective. Yeah. From like this universe where it's constantly the 30s. Yes. And everything is in monochrome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's he, this whole joke about him not being able to solve the Rubik's Cube because he can't see he color. He can't see colors. <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at the cube and he's like, is it purple? And they're he's all like, like no. <laughs> he's like, like guessing colors. He's like, no. He has no idea. It's so funny. <laughs> So, yeah, he has, like, you know, the leather hat on yeah. and this big cloak. But he's still got the mask on. He still it's has the mask sweet. on. It's, it's really cool. Swanky, yeah. And it's voiced by Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. He's amazing. He puts on this, like, Humphrey Bogart kind of inflection in his voice. It's, it's funny. great. And, like, the tortured soul, definitely. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, my God. So they're all down there, and they're trying to make this plan of, you know, how do we get back to our universes? And they're like, one of us will have to stay behind. Mm-hmm. To, you know, input the USB. 
And Miles is like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, I live here. Like, I'll do it. Yeah. And they, they're really rude. This is a really rude scene. And I get it. I get it. I get it. But also, I was mad. I was like, this could have been done differently. They're like trying to test him. Can you do this? Can you do that? I know. Uh, it was like pressure from the superhero side of things. I was like, he's already getting this at school. Ugh. Like, come on, don't do this to him. And they keep knocking him down. They're like, you're Spider-Man. You have to keep getting back up. It's just like this horrible, almost bullying scene. Yeah. I was like, excuse me, spider people. Maybe you could help train him. Well, that's the thing. Like Peter, Peter B. Parker already knew that Miles was inexperienced. Yeah. And at this point, you can really see Peter B. Parker starting to go like daddy mode a little mm-hmm. bit. All these other spider people are kind of starting to knock Miles around. He's like, hey, guys, like, let's not. And they don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. And finally, Miles doesn't get back up. And they all turn around and start talking with each other. And Miles books it. He's like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Like, he yeah. leaves. And it's so sad. Yeah. So where does he go when he's sad? He goes to Uncle Aaron's. Yeah. <sighs> now, this is when we figure out, right? <laughs> yes. Who Uncle Aaron is. Yes. There is that, that villain that keeps showing up. The Prowler. The Prowler. The very scary one. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's Uncle Aaron. Yeah, because like at first he's sitting waiting in, his, in Uncle Aaron's apartment, uh-huh. and he sees the shadow of the Prowler. So Miles goes invisible. Yeah. Not on purpose. No. But when he's scared and frightened, he'll turn invisible. So he hides behind the TV, and the Prowler's you know walking around, and we have this jump scare of the Prowler looking behind the TV. Doesn't find Miles. Takes off his mask. We see Uncle Aaron. It's like, wow, he is very villain mode right yeah. now. And he's talking about how he's looking for the kid and how he's going to end him. You what, know? what do you think about that? Why do you think Uncle Aaron connected with Kingpin? It, you know, it was never stated, but it seems like he maybe had a criminal past. Yeah. And maybe that's why Miles' dad doesn't talk to him. Could be. That would be my guess is that he got links through his criminal past. With Kingpin, he is kind of like, he's it's kind like of like mafia. the shadow boss of all the other community of, of criminals he's like yeah. the one pulling all the strings yeah um, that's why he's a, such an exceptionally dangerous person <laughs> yeah he's well connected plus he's like and it's like once you're in it's impossible to get out yeah it's kind of the vibe i get yeah and uncle aaron you know he needs to make a living he and apparently he's living, and he's good really, at this he's really good at his job he's yes. very much like parkour <laughs> yeah oh he's he's an exceptional athlete an incredible tracker, mm-hmm. uh, which makes him a very deadly villain. Miles slips away because he's invisible, but he is actually chased yeah. by Uncle Aaron. Yeah, Everybody has their mask on. Of course. So yeah. Uncle Aaron still doesn't realize it's Miles. No. Miles seemingly escapes him, goes uh-huh. back to Aunt May's, is freaking out. He's like, my Uncle Aaron is the prowler. And Gwen's like, did he follow you? And he's <gasps> oh, all like, yes. he's like, well, no. And then all their spider senses go off. Miles was followed. Yes. It's not just the Prowler. It's like this entire team of villains who have ended up at Aunt May's. The There's like the rogues. scorpion dude. The scorpion. And then this blue guy. Uh, Brett said his name was Tombstone. Tombstone. Okay. I had no idea. Mm, I don't know. No idea. Sorry. I don't but know But then that they one. all just get in this huge brawl. Yeah. Aunt May is mad. Aunt May's She's like, I told you to go outside. She like hits somebody with a bat. It's <laughs> great. And the Prowler zeroes in on miles mm-hmm. which is terrifying because miles ends up with the goober yeah so miles goes up to the roof and uncle aaron goes after him and then holds him by his throat over the edge of this roof miles manages to pull off his mask and he's like uncle aaron 
and uncle aaron's like pulls off his own mask he's like miles he's so shocked yeah it's such a heartbreaking moment because you know miles can barely talk he's like barely on this roof he's like please uncle aaron <sighs> so heartbreaking like if that doesn't wrench your heart out i don't know what will and then when uncle aaron puts back on the mask my heart skipped a beat because I was like... Like Miles's mask? Yeah. Yeah, because it... Like, if, if you're into serial killers, a lot of serial killers will cover their victims' I know, faces. that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I'm like, oh, he's covering his face so he doesn't have to see him die. Right? All of us are like, <laughs> Uncle Aaron, no! Because oh they're God. so tight. Yes. You're like, how dare you even think yes. about it? But no, he covers Miles' face and he puts him back on the roof and he takes a step back and Kingpin shoots Uncle Aaron from oh a distance. Monster horrible this is where i broke down okay plot hole how come miles didn't swing him to a hospital um that would made sense maybe because he i mean he's dressed as the prowler maybe he's worried that i don't know because i mean okay whatever he might survive exactly that's what i was like that doesn't make that doesn't explain anything he, yeah at least he'd be alive even if he did go to jail but yeah <laughs> that doesn't make any sense i don't know yeah i guess they uh, wanted that uh that alone moment. That moment. Because Miles swings him into an alleyway. Yeah. I was kind of mad. I was like, Miles, swing him to your dad's house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Swing him to your mom. Oh, my gosh. She's, a, she's nurse. a nurse. Okay. <laughs> right? Now I'm upset for crying because <laughs> this is the part that made me lose my, my, my... Well, it's hard. Miles was a dumb teen and swung him into an alleyway. And he basically watches Uncle Aaron die. And, you know, they have this moment of, you know, Uncle Aaron's like, I just wanted to be a role model for you. And I failed. And, you know, Miles is crying. Uncle Aaron dies. Miles' dad shows up. Yeah. You know, he doesn't see who it is. He doesn't realize it's Miles and Aaron. So Miles disappears because his dad's like, police. He goes over and he sees, you know, it's his brother, Mm -hmm. Uncle Aaron. That breaks his heart, too. Oh, yeah. His dad. It's his bro- yeah, it's his brother. It destroys him. And I think Miles returns to school, right? Miles swings back to his dorm. Uh-huh. All the spider people show up. Uh-huh. They all talk about how somebody around them has died. Miles still really wants to go with them to put the goober in. And they're like, you can't do it. And they're right. He can't control his powers yet. Yeah. So they tie him up. <laughs> so he doesn't get involved. So yeah. he doesn't get involved. And they also silence him. This is where Miles does his hero's journey transformation because he's sitting there thinking and we have the best song, What's Up Danger, Come On. And Miles finally somehow gets a grasp on his powers. He electrocutes himself out of his bonds. Uh And you can see him kind of testing himself through the city. He can make the jump. We have this gorgeous scene of him falling towards the ground. It's like in slow motion. Oh, it is such a cool transition. He starts to believe in himself. And I think it's partially because of what his dad said. His dad said, you have this spark in you and you're going to go far no matter what you do. Yeah. It just lights him up. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It's like, it's one of the best hero scenes. See, some positive reinforcement is all he needed. That's all he needed. (laughs) Quit bullying him. Stop this negative stuff. Just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just needed a little support. I also thrive under positive reinforcement. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Gosh. Okay. Who goes around saying that you have to yell at people to make, to help motivate them? That is so So old fashioned and so gross. It's so gross. It's so abusive. You don't motivate people by being cruel. Mm -mm. You show them that you care and you help them. (laughs) That's how you do it. 
So Miles goes to Aunt May. He gets this cool new suit, which the like, spider is like spray painted on there. It's so cool. It is. It's such a cool he logo. He has his own style to it too. Yeah. He sprays paint it. Instead of the red, it's now black. Yeah. It's such a cool outfit. It's I love Miles' amazing. So he goes to the fight. <laughs> yes. He, he goes does. to the fight and he joins. And man, he's kicking butt. He is. He's kicking butt and... Gwen Stacy's there helping him out, and it's the whole Spider Crew, and it's so cool. It's really good. It's beautiful because at this point, Kingpin has turned on the machine uh-huh. along with Doc Ock. In the intention of bringing his family somewhere in the multiverse, his family exists. Yes, his, his intention is to bring them here. Yeah, which is disgusting because because in this universe, Kingpin was in a fight with Spider Man. Yeah. His family saw him strangling Spider-Man and they ran. They were so freaked out. They didn't realize Kingpin was like this huge criminal. Yeah, yeah. Because they ran, they got in the car. Their car got hit and they died in this universe. So Kingpin blames Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Not for his own actions. No, God, he's so stupid. Kingpin is a horrible human being. Yeah. I mean, he knows that their their molecules are degrading. Yet he still doesn't. doesn't. Doc Ock does. Okay, but I you you mean Kingpin doesn't know. There is at no point that she tells him. But right, I guess that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. At the end was like, what is Doc Ock's agenda? Like, I know it's to play with her machine. But well, she, she just yeah, she's she's just the wacko scientist who just wants to see everything happen. Yeah, so she she's going to bring Kingpin's everything. family, and they're going to die, yeah. which Kingpin doesn't know. Okay, he doesn't know this. I I was don't think under so. the impression that he was like. He would make it different. Whatever happened, he would get what he wants. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's Kingpin's MO. He's very much like, this is what I want, so this is what's going to happen. Do you, <laughs> do you think that Kingpin was justified in, in any way? What do you mean? I mean, opening up the multiverse to get his family back. I can understand the desperation behind it. Yeah. I feel bad for his family. I feel terrible for his family. Ultimately, I think he's very selfish in that way. Oh, completely. It's like very sociopathic. It's like it's about what he wants, not about what others want or what they need, you know. And it was kind of interesting because while he's fighting in this current, you know, the machine is on, all this stuff is happening. The same scene happens. Yeah. So like they, they are brought back to the multiverse. Kind of. Kind of. Like, they're starting to be brought back. You can see glitches of them happening all over. Yeah. And while he's strangling Miles at one point, his family sees him like, oh my God, I think she says, like, Richard. She's like, Richard, what are you doing? And her and her son run again through the bus that they're on. Uh-huh. Because at this point, it's hard to describe. But it's like things are floating in the air. Oh, and- my gosh. I totally forgot this sequence. As they're fighting... There are many aspects of Brooklyn mm-hmm. flying through the air. Yeah. It's this amazing sequence of like yes. just running around buildings that are sprouting from each other. I can't even describe this. this. The buses are floating around and you see glitches of just like people and things kind of coming through and flicking back out. And yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's cool. So Miles manages to get everybody back into the stream before he gets Peter B. Parker. Cause Peter B. Parker was the one who was going to stay behind. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't really have anything to go back to, you know, Peter B. Parker. It was so funny when miles joined the fight. He's like, Oh my God, miles, you did it. This is great. I'm so proud of you. And then all of a sudden he's like, do I want kids? <laughs> so funny. So Peter B. Parker is going to fall into the stream. Miles is holding him by like the front of his shirt. If he lets go, like Peter B. Parker is going to fall behind. 
Peter's like, Miles, I can stay. I can do this. He's like, no, you got to go back and fix things with Mary Jane. He's like, what if I can't make it work? And he's like, that's the thing. It's, you know, you have to trust. What does he say? Do you remember what he says? It's something that Peter Parker's told him. It's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. That's, that's what he it. tells him. Yes, he's like, yes. you don't know if you're going to make it work with her. It's a leap of faith. He's like, okay. And Miles lets him go. And he goes back into his own world. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Miles and Kingpin, they fight. It's really intense. Miles ends up winning. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is great, after a moment of us not being sure. He, he pulls together everything he's learned from his experience with all of his mentors. Yeah. And he's had, I, I think that's why part of this, this movie is so beautiful, because he's he has so many mentors who help lift him up. Yeah. And he has a part of them now. And I think the best part is Peter Parker didn't have electrocution. Mm-mm. Miles does. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes Miles unique is the thing that helps him beat Kingpin. Yes, he yes. turns around, he just electrocutes the crap out of him. And watch, it's watch the hands, not the mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is the best, the absolute best. Uh-huh. And while this was happening, Miles' dad was actually watching. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he still doesn't realize it's Miles. I don't think so. We have this cool moment of Kingpin has been strapped up for the police to come get and Miles calls his dad. Yeah. He's like, Miles, where are you? Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. And they had this really sweet conversation. His, his dad is like, you know, maybe you could come to the police station sometime. You could do some of your art on the wall. Oh, it's like, they have a blank <gasps> wall for him to use. Yeah. It's so what sweet. Cause sweet like thing. Miles, dad has always not been thrilled with like his art. Yeah. So Miles shows up in his spider suit and he's like doing this fake voice. Like, <laughs> Mr. Officer, I'm really happy with all you do. And Thank I, you for all you do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he hugs him. <laughs> Miles' dad's like, oh, um, th- thanks. <laughs> so Brett and I are not sure if Miles' dad knows it's Miles yet. Because it never says at the end of the movie. Brett thinks he does. And I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't know. I think the question for me is like, this person's familiar. Yeah. Why is this person familiar? Yeah. Like, I don't think he... He's had that exposure enough to be like, oh, that's Miles. I don't know if he, he can make that leap yet. Because he also but says... But he knows that this person is familiar. Because he, like, Miles, like, smacks him on the arm. He's like, love you. Right. <laughs> and his dad's like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. when we have oh, these God. great end scenes of, you know, Miles is really starting to feel like he fits in his new school. We see Peter B. Parker, and he is going to make amends with MJ. MJ, All the other spider people are back in their worlds. (laughs) Spider Noir has solved the Rubik's Cube. (laughs) It's great. He did. He He solved the Rubik's Cube. I don't know how, but he did. He did. It's great. And the end credits are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's weird to say watch the end credits, but, like, they're really funny. Yes. They have all sorts of spider people doing all sorts of silly things. (laughs) It's great. Wow. That was a that was an epic episode. We love this movie. It was so you guys, give yourselves a treat. This movie was so much fun to watch. It's eye candy to the max. It, I mean, it will just it will just arrest your attention. It's so funny and, and so good. And I think people initially you will fall in love with the characters. When they see that it's animated, they're like, Oh, it's for little kids. It's oh, like no, I no, totally no, 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 no. No. I mean kids <sighs> will enjoy this movie. Yeah, but so adults, adults will too. Adults like this will. is not like a kid movie. No, like it's it's so good. It, it's for all ages. And honestly, oh, who said that quote? It might have been Roald Dahl. They're like, 
a children's book that only children enjoy is a bad children's book. Yeah. That's kind of where this movie hits me. It's like, no, anybody of any age would love this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. It speaks to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. The themes of this movie of family, mm-hmm. friendship, expectation. Yes. It's just, it will resonate with everybody in yeah. any age. Absolutely. Yeah. Being let down by the ones you love and learning how to reconcile with Absolutely. that. Because that is just such a life lesson we all have to learn. Yes. Yes. Like nobody is perfect and learning to believe in yourself and accepting the uniqueness of you. <sighs> and some amazing fight sequences. Oh, there's so much fun. That are better than any Marvel movie, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I would much yeah. rather watch this. That's the thing. Like I, I was thinking like, is there Marvel movies are fun, but I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't sit down and be like, Oh, I need to watch a Marvel movie. No. Like I would do this. I do that with this movie. I own this movie because every once in a while, you know, Brett and I are like, let's do some Miles Morales. You know, it's one. And, you know, Brett's not really a repeat watcher. Uh Every time we watch this movie, he's like, man, that's such a good movie. Like, this is one you can watch on repeat. And it's amazing. And I really, really hope this is not the last we see of Miles Morales. No, I think 2023 is when the next one's supposed to come out. It's been so long. You guys, that's been five years. This this next movie is going to be incredible. It has to be. <laughs> if it's not, we're going to be really mad. <laughs> no, it will be. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> are All we right. going to talk about what we're going to do next time? Do you know what we're doing? I do. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, next is Halloween. Oh, man. I got to get my spooky books unlocked. Spooky books. It's going to be early October. That way, we're going to share some spooky books. You'll have the whole month to read them. Okay. And then we're going to finish up with a film. Okay. Right before Halloween. I'm in the middle of a couple spooky books. Okay, I'll finish them. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you have to share. So I you can't guys, believe we're already at spooky books. I can't believe it either. And you then guys, we're going to go on break in November. Th- I know. This This is our season finale, almost. Oh, spooky my. Spooky books is season finale. <laughs> I almost said, oh, my glob. <laughs> <laughs> like Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time. Yes. Oh, my glob. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so guys, you can't miss it. Spooky books. It's, I think it's our favorite episode. It always is. You know. So don't forget to watch what you want. Play what you want. And read, read what, what you, you want. want. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Brittany here. Feel free to check out the show notes for any details of things we might have talked about. And always feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Does whatever a Spider-Man does. <laughs> I don't know the song. Not Spider-Pig? Spider-Pig. That's Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig. But that's off the, the lyrics of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's it. Good Spider-Man. job, Joshua. <laughs>